Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Hey everybody, it's Jim Johnson here, your host with Contractor Radio with a pretty special episode today. We are like in the studio with people. It is <laughs> unusual and I don't get to have people in here. Uh, we were shooting some content uh, here for the last couple of days. I have a podcast to get done. We have two experts here, one in marketing, one in sales. We might have a battle today. We <laughs> say it could be a battle royal, you never know. Uh, but we are Contractor Radio. Contractor Radio, the idea behind it is to give you guys the tools out there to get control of your business so you can grow your business and you can find that personal and financial freedom that you were chasing. I am your host, Jim Johnson, head coach at Contractor Coach Pro. Uh, we've been coaching contractors for the last 10 years and uh, pretty effectively. We've got some pretty awesome guys out there doing some amazing things. And our whole goal is to love, serve, and care for you in a way that this industry deserves. So in today's episode, we're going to talk sales and marketing. We're going to have a shoot off between these two, probably. Let's do it. I, either no, they're going I'm to get not, along or they're going to hate each that. other. I'm not 100% sure. Hang on. <laughs> we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. There's no place like home. The freedom, the security, the stability. Having a roof over your head is important, and there's no better way to protect your family than with Atlas. At Atlas, we make some of the best asphalt shingles in the world. But while these shingles are made to give a lasting impression, they are also made with purpose. It's tough to top this lineup. Legendary architectural shingles, high wind and impact resistant Stormmaster slate and shake shingles, high performing pinnacle pristine shingles, and other top quality varieties. At 42 inches long, these shingles are made to go the distance. Their sheer size alone results in less punctures, fewer nails, and reduced waste. What's more, Scotchgard protector technology from 3M has reinforced our shingles for over a decade. That's more than one million roofs protected. Add our core four polymer technology and you have a superior shingle. See how it flexes and bends but never breaks? And with our enhanced warranties, we never break our promises either. Your house is your biggest investment. Protecting it is vital. That's because you want to protect something even more valuable than just your house, your family. And that is why Atlas Shingles are made to protect your family in a house that offers not only shelter, but comfort, trust, and precious memories. That is why we provide more than shingles. We also provide the underlayments, ventilation, and hip and ridge products. So it all comes together as a complete Atlas branded roofing system. We're so proud of it, we put our signature on it. We are the people who make Atlas designer shingles and the components that make up the full roofing system. We are a family, a group of proud and dedicated employees, many who have been with us for 30 or even 40 years. We have a purpose to build a roofing system so well put together that we'd put on our own houses. And we do. That's why we don't make just shingles. 
we make shingles with a purpose. We are Atlas. We are products with purpose, people with passion. I'm Prithviver Kiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field-ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Hey, welcome back everybody. Jim Johnson here, uh, Contractor Radio. Thank you for hanging out with us today, whether you're driving down the road, um, you're sitting in a chair somewhere, you're waiting on an airport, you're on an airplane, who knows, you might even be on the toilet. It's all good with me, no matter what. Thanks for hanging out and listening with us. Today I have Tommy Richardson, our uh, marketing coach here at Contractor Coach Pro, and we have Chuck Toki, the famous Chuck Toki, <laughs> Uh, our sales coach here at Contractor Coach Pro. And we want to talk about this relationship between sales and marketing. Uh, those two are so tied together, but there's this, uh, what is marketing and where does marketing stop and where does sales begin? So um, let, let's let's start with the sales guy first. Like, we're gonna throw some. We're gonna throw some grenades. Today. Yeah, we're gonna throw some grenades. Actually, we might throw a flag. Like, we got our flag out here. We are coaches. Flag. Could be a penalty flag. It could be a. Uh, we're gonna knock ten percent off your closing percentage, or we're gonna knock three points off of your conversion percentage. There you we'll, go. We'll figure out which way we throw this flag. But uh, Chuck, where do you see it? Like, where does sales pick up, and where does um, where's marketing kind of done with it? Well. When we talk about sales and marketing, the, the sales team, or at least the sales manager, has to have something to do with marketing because if he does or she does, they can't complain about it. Yeah. You know, they, you, you don't want so much of their opinion that, that it's just clashing, but you want some say so that when they start to whine and complain because they can't close those leads, <laughs> then you can say, well, you're part of it. It, it, uh, it kind of eliminates that. But there also has to be an understanding that we all have a job to do and that there's some expectations on both sides. Yeah, I, I don't think marketing's ever trying to create crappy leads. That's not, the, that's not what they're trying to do. So this, They bring data. A lot yeah, of times it's data. Yeah. yeah. And, and so uh, I, I'm a sales guy. That's my background. And I always conflicted with marketing department because I'm like, dude, that's not qualified lead. That's terrible. Why are you giving me this repair lead? I, Dude, what is even home? What kind of leads are you guys generating? Man, you get yeah. your act together, right? Like that's kind of the right. sales like battle against them. But we have to kind of realize, and this kind of comes back to our hero culture thing that uh, Nathan talks about quite a bit. You can check that podcast out if you like. Um, best. Just search sales hero culture. It's a great one. It's our number one listened to podcast. But we got to understand that we're here to stand in the gap between our marketing department and our sales yeah. department to be successful. <clears throat> so Tommy. Yep. 
where where does where do we draw that line, or is there a line to draw? First off, I feel like it's two on one today. Yeah, where all are we? <laughs> <laughs> better, better. Every lead better be qualified. That's and right. Close at one hundred percent. That's right. You should have one hundred percent close rate on everything the marketing company sends to you, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, for me, it's. I think it comes down to how we're defining what a lead is between mm-hmm. sales and marketing. So our job from the marketing side is to get somebody to raise their hand, mm-hmm. say I'm interested. And then call, fill out a form, send a message, right? That that's what our job is: is to give you opportunity, and that's how I always presented it to the companies that I worked for. Is my job is to give you as many good opportunities as I can to go close a deal. And now I can't control if the person is home or not. That that's I can't control that. I can only control what type of house it is to a certain extent, you know. But for me, a lead is. You know, somebody performed an action that we asked them to do. They filled out a form and they got the information over to you that you needed from the marketing perspective. That's the way I look at it. But where you guys pick up and where we end, me and you have talked about this a lot. That's called the black hole of marketing and sales. Where does it actually happen? And I think that both sides have to take responsibility for that. It's not one person or the other. That's where you have the the working together portion, like what you were talking about. The sales manager should be involved in the marketing at some point. So I look at it as that's where the processes within the, the company start to kick in to, to make sure that you're constantly in front of that person and we're not losing leads. Yeah, I, I think one of the big areas where that breakdown happens is in communication. Like you said, sales manager needs to be involved. So he needs to be effectively communicating what his expectations are to marketing mm-hmm. and marketing going, yes, I can do that or I can't. And yep. being honest about it, like we all tend to, Overpromise of it, like we tend to be that way, especially in sales and marketing. We're wired that way, right? And so, sales manager says to marketing manager, "Hey, I need this many leads, and they need to be this level of qualified. I want these kind of houses in these neighborhoods." And, and like he's he's clear about it. Mm-hmm. Marketing guy goes, "All right, I got you." No, you don't. No, and it's <laughs> it, it, that is almost impossible for a marketing company to promise. I mean, just being honest with you, it's almost impossible. I can probably get 50, 60% of the number of leads that you want is exactly what you're looking for. But um, I mean, I can't control it, but so much. I mean, I just, I just can't like, well, you do your things right to, to create that qualification. So yeah. You own your home. Uh, will you be home for the appointment? Mm-hmm. You do all of those type. Will the other, anybody else is a part of this decision going to be available for the appointment. You can do a lot of that on the upfront marketing side to, try to get them as qualified as possible. But mm-hmm. there's this sales side too, where we have this responsibility that when we get there and it's not what they said it was based on the information they gave us, we can't hold you responsible. We got to hold them responsible and say, Hey, I thought you said your, your, uh, your wife was going to be here today. Great. Oh, she had to run an area. Okay. So I'll do my inspection, but I'm going to get back with you. Right? Right. I want to make sure I got both decision makers there. Cause you can get pretty shot in the foot. What is your idea of a qualified lead time? For me, the idea of a qualified lead is somebody who sets an appointment. That, that's that's always. I'm just being honest with you. That, that was mine. Hillary <laughs> flag. Hillary flag. Hillary flag has been thrown. Um, that's a. That, that, Does he breathe? Yeah. <laughs> I got somebody that can fog a mirror for that's you. They live in a trailer house. Somebody with a pulse. Away from here, they All need right. a repair. They don't want a replacement. It's a tin roof. Get out there and do it. They well, but I mean. That's, I'm just being honest with you because it's it's from a digital perspective. I don't have a chance to talk to this person and completely qualify before they get to you. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. So um, 
Chuck, are there some things that you've seen out there in the marketing world that allow us to do some of that qualification? That allow, oh, here goes the Philly flag. <laughs> <laughs> we, we already, we already like uh, that was a five percentage point uh, uh, penalty on your conversion or cost per click. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we've yeah. got to go. What have you seen to get some of those leads a little bit more qualified? Well, remember when way back, if if we go all the way back, what uh, 10, 15, maybe twenty years. It was TV, radio. I mean, it was just a blast mm -hmm. uh, when you wanted to send mailers. I mean, it was a blast. We all we knew that we were going to send 15,000 mailers going to get 1% return. <laughs> well, now we can target and we know that we what, what pond we're fishing in. If I'm getting, if I want these, all these large homes and all I get are these very small houses uh, on a certain part of town, it's like, I'm going to go after my marketing company and say, what, what are you doing? Why? Why? Because I know that you can go right down to the, the zip code or even the neighborhood in many cases. Hold on. Throw the, throw the flag out. Throw the flag out. Throw the penalty flag. Because he's like, why Why are you giving me these houses? Likely because you didn't tell them. Your communication. The Your communication broke down. You didn't say, hey, I want houses that are 12 years old and older. I want them to have this type of income. I want them to be in this neighborhood and part of town. Mm -hmm. Like that type of stuff. And so Tommy goes, Hey, dude, they raise their hand and set an appointment. That's what you asked well, for. Well, it's not It's not just that. Okay, so that's not actually why I threw the penalty flag. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I threw the flag so because... two penalties? No, because yeah, I'm the only one that like, threw it. Got, I'm the only one that threw it. We both threw it. I gave like a 10% reduction on his closing percentage just for like that penalty. So Yeah, so from my perspective, you're like, we can target down to like a mile, right? Not really. <laughs> so if, if we're on Facebook... Right. And you're like, hey, I want to be in a one mile radius within this area. You have to understand how that Facebook ad actually how I have to set it up on the back end. Right. Somebody that is within a mile of that neighborhood has to have a business that has a Facebook page in order for me to do that. And it's a radius. OK, that's the right. only way we can get it down to one mile. So in commercial, I would say. Yeah, we can probably do that in centering around because in a commercial area, they're going to have those Facebook pages for businesses. But if you're out like on a golf course or something, if that golf course does not have a Facebook page set up, there's nothing I can do in that particular scenario to narrow it down to a one mile radius. So I'm going to show how dumb I am at what can happen to Facebook ads. If I had a list of people with their addresses, could I market directly to those addresses? If they, if their email addresses that you have is how they signed up for fa Facebook, yes, I can. But most people, like for myself, I started my Facebook page when I was in high school, <laughs> right? That's not the email address that I use when I'm sending information to you. I hate that he said that. I feel so old. I started when I was in high school. Like, my kids were in high school whenever I started it. Uh, so, like, let's talk a little nuance there. Like, I think that would be good for sales uh, leaders and marketing leaders to kind of have this. Like, that's my expectation coming from, like, sales leaders. So, I, I say, hey, I can get the list. I mm -hmm. get the list of addresses and what emails we have. Mm -hmm. The likelihood of having one of those hit, that they actually have the email address and the address right, could that get us more geo-targeted because they can pin that one like a business? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Okay. To be, I mean, I'm just being honest I, with you. I would rather you say I don't know. Than yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can. Um, from all the experiences I have with specifically just Facebook marketing, it's got to be somebody who owns a Facebook page. Okay. okay. And, and that's how you can get it down to that one mile radius. Now, 
to address, like, if you're like, hey, Tommy, I want to be in Columbus, Ohio. That's where I want to do my marketing. Okay, I can do that, and I think I can bring it down to a five-mile radius of the pin that it drops on Columbus, Ohio. Now, whatever houses fall within that five-mile radius, they just fall within it. But that's where you have to have other forms of marketing to get in a certain, like, zip code. Yeah. And places like that in order to be even more specific. Yeah. Here's one of the things that I think is is probably one of the hardest things to understand in our industry is when, like you say it all the time, who's your customer and what's your demographic? And me as a as a whether it's a business owner or a sales leader, it's mm-hmm. like somebody with a roof. <laughs> and yeah, that is the yeah. wrong because all of a sudden here comes these leads. I'm like, man, where are you getting these leads? I'm like, they all have roofs. Don't you they? said somebody with a roof, I, right? I, I don't know how many times we've we've asked that question at top rep, like as we're working with the sales leaders on their sales yeah. leader track and we're talking marketing, like, who's your target? I mean, it's immediate out of their mouth. Anybody with a roof. I'm like, really? And they were like, How about that trailer house? Two yeah. hours away. It needs a repair. It's a metal. Like, yeah. No, yeah. not my target, right? And so we've got to, and, and I, I look at that as the the entire planet. Right. So we got to bring it down to broadside of the barn first. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I want people with decent houses, probably a bit of income and that kind of stuff. But even get it down to tighter. Like, here's the actual target. Like, right. You're looking at a dartboard, and there's the target. Okay, this is a little bit more refined. And then finally, that bullseye. Who's the perfect one? Like, if I can understand mm-hmm. who that perfect one is, then I can directly speak to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I talk about it all the time. Like, my one, like, if I was working with a marketing company, I would be like, all right, dude, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Golf courses, gates around them, specialty roofing, mm-hmm. that's what I want. And this is something I want in my message. You give me the ability to do an inspection, I'll give you a free case of Pro V1 golf balls. Mm-hmm. I like that. That gives you direct. I know. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what I need to do at that point. Yeah. And, you know, from the marketing side of it, it's like, okay, I know what my goal is. I know what I'm trying to accomplish. You might get a couple in there that aren't exactly what you're looking for. But together, you and I are pretty close. They're going to be pretty close. Like somebody who's interested in golf is going to be reaching out to you because of the Pro V1 golf balls to do the inspection. Right. So we're at least going to have that. But me and you got to have a conversation of, okay, I know that's exactly what you're looking for. If I sit here and guarantee you 100% of your leads are going to be that, I'm lying to you. Right. And I'm not expecting that <laughs> yeah. because the concept or at least the the psychology that we need to understand behind that is I'm throwing at that dartboard at that bullseye. Mm-hmm. This is my bullseye, that golf course with the mm-hmm. gates and all that other stuff, right? And I'm throwing at that bullseye, but most of us suck at darts, right? But I don't want to hit the broadside of the barn. I want Mm -hmm. to at least hit the target somewhere around that target that's similar to the thing I'm trying to hit, right? Yep. And so, like, when you're playing darts, when you're aiming for the bullseye, you're actually aiming for the top of the bullseye. And the reason for that is if you miss, you hit the 20, right? Like, I hit my next best thing. See, now I want to go play darts. I didn't know that. that That might be why I suck at darts. (laughs) Yeah. So so that's, that's the concept right there is, like, we're aiming with a miss in mind. So if you miss it, I don't want to miss it back. I don't want a one. Yeah. And I don't want to hit the wood. I don't mm. want to hit the broad side of the barn. I want to hit something close to it. And knowing that you're doing it with the right target, I'm going to get something very similar. But really my job as the salesperson is to take it beyond that. I have to go get those referrals. I have to knock those doors next door. I got to introduce myself to those folks, which I think retail, I mean, you know, Chuck, you can tell me the honest truth or not. 
I run the appointment, off I go to the next appointment. I don't spend any time there even leaving something behind to say, hey, guys, I was just over here. Don't forget about that case of free Pro V1 golf balls if I inspect your roof. Mm-hmm. That reminder keeps that awareness up there, right? It keeps True, it top yeah. of mind. Now, I sell one, right? Like, I, I get the guy sold. Yeah, he's going to know other people in that neighborhood, right? But who else is he going to know? Other people with the same interest as him. Other people with the same interest, probably same Birds of the level. Yeah. They flock yeah. together, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the concept behind is like, I want to get really <clears throat> refined on my target because I want more people like that person. And if you can communicate that from a sales leader's perspective to the marketing guy's perspective, his job gets very easy. Well, and with how specific you were, there's certain strategies we use to get in front of that particular person. Right. Yeah, if I just say so, so for instance, if you tell me this is exactly what I'm looking for and this is what I want, I may sit back and go, okay, I know I, I can, I can target pretty good on, on Facebook with those types of things. Right. But maybe we're not going to spend a lot of our money. There's going to be more of a brand awareness type of thing from a Facebook and social media standpoint. And then with how we do our local services and stuff like that, with the phone calls on Google, okay, we're going to do our research as to where are the most golf courses in a zip code, and we're going to make sure we run our local service ads there so we have a better chance of getting it. And not only that, how else can we support you from a content side of creating things that are going to attract that particular person as well from our organic side of stuff? So there's other ways than just running a one ad in one place that can get us in front of them. My job is to give you the opportunity to get in because it's a gated community. just waltz your way in there but once i get that sales guy in there and chuck you can speak to this if they're trained and they're a top rep fox in the hen house that you should be able to go in there and now you can start marketing internally inside of that place but my job is to get you through that gate for those appointments and then you can start doing your thing as the sales guy and i want to be really clear about that like we're just talking about it from a bit of the strategy but putting the whole strategy together is uh Getting somebody like a, a lead scout or dope marketing, they've got some direct mail pieces. Yep. They're already going to that neighborhood with that offer, and I've probably gotten a few calls off of that already. Yeah. And then I'm backing it up with that digital thing going out there, and I got some guy call me like, hey, dude, I don't live on a golf course, but I want the golf balls. You want to come look at my house? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like he has a, He wouldn't have called if he didn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. That's just the, the yeah. fact of the matter. We're, we're, we're missing a link in the chain right here and because we're talking about say, uh, marketing and then going straight to sales. We're missing that phone room. We're missing that who's actually taking that lead. Because I've heard you say it many times when you're talking with somebody, say, hey, I understand I can bring in the leads, but what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's answering the phones? Because it's one thing to say I can bring the leads in. It's another thing to say what kind of leads 
do I need to bring in so that you can do your job? Because if it's just um, a, a person sitting at a front desk, I'm not going to flood them with a bunch of Facebook leads that they can't handle. There's got to be a way that that we can filter these leads so that the person that's uh, taking those leads and, and booking them can handle that. That's that marketing funnel. That's that qualifying yep. get them down and still leaving it up to that person on the phone having to do all that qualifying. Now, you're going to miss some opportunity when you do that. You when, will. You, when you have a conversation with somebody, it's completely different than qualifying through a funnel. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's nuance there where I can hear what's going on from tone, from the, the specific words that are being used that I can't get in a qualifying process. So you're going to compromise a little bit, but there's also this, hey, we only got so much time in the day, right? Right. Yeah, so when when you're trying to qualify through a funnel, it's got to be so easy. It can't be numerous things that you're trying to ask them because if they just they want things to be fast. Again, we have attention spans of goldfish. Three seconds. That's why TikTok does so good, right? Yeah. It's because everything's quick and it's entertaining. Like when we're scrolling, if I'm not entertained within five seconds, I'm on to the next one. Ah, oh, that's what's wrong with my TikTok. <coughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's just the honest to goodness truth, though. Right. Like that's that's how we perceive things. So if you want to qualify them, you need to ask the most important questions within that funnel to get the information you have to have. It's like if you're a solar company, what's one thing that you have to know? Do you get sunlight on your roof or not? Yeah, That's a very important question. You need to know that before you get on the phone with them. So that needs to be a question within your funnel, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So it's asking very important pieces of information like that. So for... There's some pretty cool tools out there nowadays where they can put their address in and it'll tell them if they get enough sunlight on it or not. Yep. But that's that's usually a next step type. Of, oh, great. So you're interested in this. Next step, put your address in. Make sure that you even qualify for solar. You it, see it, a lot of those. It, exactly. So stuff like that would work well. And then like from an insurance or retail side for residential roofing, if we're just replacing their roof, you know, what's probably the most important question that you could ask somebody? Sure. What is it? What is it? Again? Come on, you just ask. This is a sales, sales leader. What's the most important qualifying question that you could ask a uh, person filling out a digital uh, form? Do you have a spouse? <laughs> Are you married? <laughs> this idea of is there more people involved in the decision yes. than just you? Yeah, and, and if that's part of it, then that needs to be in that funnel. Yeah. Right? So and it should be. And, and, and if that's the case, then great. Let's ask that question. If the answer is yes... Then our the, the answer is yes, but the question is: Do we do it there in the digital qualifying, or we do we do it there with the the, the phone room? It has to be with the phone room. Got to okay. be with the phone room. So yeah. in the digital qualifying part, like, do you own your home? Mm -hmm. I think that would be a big one. Yep. Right? What else? Uh, the you want to set the the standard of how much time you're going to need. Yeah. You don't want to yep. get there and find out they're leaving in 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah, when would you have an hour available? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. what's the best day of the week for you? Like, yeah. I need to know that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, morning, afternoon, or evening yeah. uh, would be really important. So those type of things would be important. What's your problem? Yeah. Like, is there, do you believe it's a repair or is it a replacement? Yeah. Because a lot of people will say repair because they're trying to keep the cost down. But just knowing they have a real problem allows us this opportunity yeah. to go in and maybe turn that thing over. Yeah. Um, do they own the home? Do they? Yeah, owning the home is the big one. I oh, think I'm just the, the renter. I'm just, I'm just going to be here. I have to report back to the the uh, landlord. 
Yeah. Or are you still in your house? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the phone room. I think that's a phone room. That is that. a phone room, yeah. But these are all questions that we have to put in the funnel from the marketing side that needs to be communicated to us. So that way, when you're getting a better qualified lead, because that's what every roofing company wants, right? Yeah. We need to know those questions. So when that funnel is being put together and you receive that lead, you have every piece of information that you need to say, this is qualified or this is not. And it's more ways for us to understand if we're doing our job in the targeting that goes even further into that. That's like, okay, what do we need to change? Because obviously they're not, they're getting a crap ton of renters. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? So what do we need to be changing in our messaging and how we're structuring any ads or organic stuff that we're doing to not get renters? Because we want homeowners. Would it be fair to say we wouldn't want them to answer any more than about three to five questions? A, a three, I believe in the power of threes when yeah. asking questions like that. That's what I typically try to do is three questions and then let's let's get them on the phone with somebody at that point. I'll tell you, when it comes to the digital part of it is we want to, to disqualify very quickly. Really just, do you own the home? That's one of the main things that I want to know. And I do not ever want it to even hit my, my uh, phone room. Mm-hmm. Those things, um, you know, and is this a, if you don't do repairs, you know, is it a repair or replace? Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't do repairs and you're going out on a bunch of calls or appointments and they say, all I need is a repair. Hey, um, that's not what you do. Yeah. I see a lot of people get pissed off about that with like uh, the Angie's list and, and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just, um, you get a whole bunch of lead home advisor. You're like, Hey, uh, man, I paid for leads and all I'm getting are these repair leads. And I really want to do replacements. Right. We talked about that though, but. Those are opportunities. You should not shy away from Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, like you shouldn't shy away from (laughs) it in any way. Because it's hard on our side to be able to say, do you need your whole roof replaced Mm -hmm. on a a digital ad? They they don't know. How about this one? This would be an easy one. How old's your roof? Yeah, how old is it? They may not know the answer, but they'll get close. You should have ranges because they are like. Oh, yeah, it's like zero to, to 10, three years, years, four to six years, seven to 10, like yeah. going like that. Or And then there's a, I don't know, I moved in, you know, or because some people don't. Yeah. You know, I, we should bu- be that choice. I don't know. Yeah. We built our house in 2020, so I know how old my roof is. <laughs> I don't know means it's old, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is good information for you to yeah. be able to have. So, I mean, create that. Fun- and oh, by the way, all of this can be set up in a Facebook form fill out. Like you don't need an extra funnel for that. Yeah, yeah, you you really don't. I want to talk to you about that because um, one of the things that I and you tell me, Chuck, like one of the things I f- get frustrated with when we're coaching companies and we're doing like the Facebook ads and stuff like that, and even our own like Facebook ads, is the dude randomly sitting there at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, autofill, boom, send it off, right? And you just get this leads, but adding those two or three questions mm-hmm. that make them actually have to do something that whoever it is. It's multiple choice questions you can't autofill. Yeah. Because you don't have that option. So do you own the home? Yes or no? You know, how old's your roof? You give them ranges. You know, do you have, you know, what's the best day of the week where you have an hour to spare? And then you have Monday, Tuesday, you know, you know what I'm saying? So stuff like that, you can't autofill. And now they actually have to take the time to do that. And they have to select it. And if somebody's willing to take three minutes to answer those questions, it's most likely not a bot. You're still going to get them. There's not much you can do about it, but well, there is much you can do about it, but you're still going to get them. Right. Y- you can limit it. So, yeah. so this thing that we're talking about between sales and marketing is the belief in what a qualified lead is over here versus the belief in what a qualified lead is over here. 
This is the conversation that all of you as contractors need to have, whether you're using third-party company, you have somebody internal, you're doing it yourself. Like a lot of companies, the sales leader is the owner, marketing person's mama, right? Mm-hmm. Like they could be that small of an equation. Yeah. And it could lead to actually some relationship challenges. It, it could lead to yep. some employee dissension of people that are really valuable in other areas because they're wearing more than one hat. They're not only your marketing person, but they're also your admin person, your accounts payable. Like they're doing multiple things because we're smaller and they can do more stuff. We got to be unbelievable at that communication aspect of, well, what do you think it is? Like we actually had this challenge here at Contractor Coach Pro. Mm -hmm. Like what does it mean to have somebody raise their hand? Yeah. Is that just somebody filling out a form? Well, I know those like half-assed Facebook forms, that's not somebody raising their hand. That's yeah. somebody sitting on toilet being busy. Somebody lifted their finger because yeah. we talked about the evolution of the lead last night at dinner. Right. You know, like somebody clicking on something, they literally did the minimum amount. They lifted their finger. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, at what point is it, okay, I'm raising my hand. Is that when they get on a call with us? Is that the definition of somebody raising their hand? You know, and when are they standing with us? When are they walking with us? When are they sprinting with us? You know, like what, what, what does that look like? And it's going to look different for every company too, just so we're clear. Like for us at CCP, it looks different than what it would for a roofing company in California. Mm-hmm. It looks a little different. It, it, am I correct? In it's become more of a science now. Like it used to be, like you said. It's more of an algorithm. Yeah. It's algorithm-based. and TV with top of mind was one way. <laughs> yeah. And then you had door knocking and canvassing as another way. And then there was the direct mail piece. Like you throw that in there too. Right. But it's all very either broadcast or one-to-one direct. Right. Mm-hmm. Now there's this thing in between where I can say, hey, this thing and that thing and this target and that. Target. And I can be like all over the place. Um, I Did you guys ever have a green sheet? Like you're old enough to remember the green sheet. Like it was the a green sheet. The green sheet is a little newspaper that went out to all the different communities. Maybe it's only a Texas thing. Maybe I don't know. Uh, seen that. But no. that's the thing that we would actually advertise in was the green sheet because we could advertise by um, community and neighborhood. Oh, that's called they, the yellow pages where I'm from. Well, okay. Is that like the Haynes crisscross? So that's like so the you, yellow pages. Just so you know, guy that had a Facebook in high school. Um, before your yellow pages, there was actually a thing called the yellow pages. Really thick, had a bunch of. It's a phone book. In. Yeah, phone book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, we also had the white pages as well, which is where all the businesses were. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Tommy, way back in the day, we had this thing called a Haynes crisscross directory. Didn't yes. have a clue what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> that's over. And cold information. Yeah, like, yeah that's over my head. Crisscross directory became cold information. Yeah. Is that kind of like a Rolodex? No, not really. It's I don't, a, dude. I'm I'm lost here. It was a yeah. telemarketer's dream, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so the point of today in this conversation is, um, I think communications and expectation. What are you expecting as a sales leader and owner from the folks that are doing the marketing? Because if you tell them anybody with a roof, guess what they're going to do? You're going to get anything with a anybody anything with a roof. roof, and you might get a doghouse, a shed, a trailer house. A mailbox. No offense to any of you that are out there in trailer houses. You get some coaching, we'll get you out of that trailer house. But that's not your ideal customer in right. most cases. Doesn't now, mean those people don't need to be served, right? And there are folks that can serve them. And there, I actually created alignments with guys that serve them well, like handymen and stuff like that. Hey, that lead comes in. I don't want to do a disservice to you. That's not a right fit for us, but here is the right fit for you. And we've got him vetted. He'll do a great job. Mm-hmm. 
I think you need to really do that for those ones that are the ones you go, that's not my lead. Oh, there. You want me to replace two shingles? Um, yeah, I got this guy. He's really good, right? Yeah. Well, and also to go back to your point of the small company where it's, you know, son and mom doing everything. In marketing, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Like that's just the reality of it. And when you're starting new, it's hard to be like, where do I go? Where do I even start in marketing to get this done? Do I do Google my business? Do I run some Facebook ads? Should I be posting stuff on Instagram? Yeah, like Am what, I on LinkedIn? Like, what, yeah, what do, what do I do? And I always tell people, always start organic. Always. Because you can control it and it doesn't cost you anything. It just doesn't. Um, so you said go organic? Is that what you said? I'm like, I'm going over here and I'm going to like create a video real quick. and just say, like, <laughs> hey, we're going to go organic. And just kind of show people what we're talking about. Yeah, so it's like, you know. So I'm, I've got my camera right here. We're going to go organic. We're going to get a little bit from yeah. Tommy right now. we got a little picture there. So I got that out of the way. I shoot a little video. Yep. What's up, everybody? Jim Johnson. That's Tommy. What's up? There's Chuck right there. We're hanging out all together at Contractor Radio talking about. Sales conflict, and marketing. The conflict that comes into play between marketing and sales. <laughs> hey, check out the podcast, guys. Hope you like it. Contractor Radio. Download, subscribe, and rate the podcast. Hey there. I bet business is probably picking up for you right now, and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. You know, I'm done. Yeah, so you're you're done, right? And how long did that take you? Forty five seconds to do it. And what I tell guys all the time, and and teach your sales guys this too, because we we actually discussed this yesterday of how can twenty one seconds. Twenty one seconds. So you and I talked about this. How can marketing help affect the sales? Well, if you if you're big enough to have an actual marketing manager in house, once a month that marketing manager needs to be talking to the sales guys about how they can also assist in it and teaching them how to properly do things on social media that don't cost anything and, and developing that relationship. Because if they have that relationship where at least once a month, we're not arguing with each other, you know, like your sales guys are taking pictures on the roof already of the damage. Use it. Right. You're, you're most likely taking video while you're up there as well. Use it, show what you're finding, especially when you're in that area, co-brand it, where your where your stuff, like we all have top rep or some sort of CCP gear on right now on our heads. Well, we we chose top rep because uh, we're the sales guy. Yeah, I see you chose shepherd. Like, please don't beat me to death. Ah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that, that's because I got to wrangle you guys back into reality of what what marketing can actually do. But 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 it's co branding as well, so that way they can attach a company to who you are. And if you're the owner of the company in the Facebook page, share that. Give your sales guys that credit for going out and being willing to do something like that. Share it on your page because that's more organic traffic that you can pull. It's it's more – and you didn't have to create it as a business owner. All you had to do was share it. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears a little bit to come back over to sales. The sales reps love to – Hey, hold, hold on a second. Okay. Can you hold on one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to pause. Okay. We need to pause for a commercial break. Right? We got our sponsors got to keep the lights on and all that other good stuff, Right. 
So we're going to take that pause real quick. We'll come right back because I think I know where Chuck's headed. Don't forget it, Chuck. All right. I think I know where you're headed. Let's talk about that. All right. We'll see you guys in just a second. Boring sales presentations often force your audience to zone out and make it harder for your sales reps to close deals. You need a presentation software that exceeds your customers' expectations and makes it easier for you to create, share, and measure each presentation that your team delivers. With dynamic editing tools and a marketplace filled with pre-built presentations designed by experts to help you sell, creating a powerful sales pitch is now easier than ever. Take your polished presentation and quickly share it on iPad or send it directly to clients on the web. Then, use Engage's built-in rich analytics to track how well your pitch performs. Exceed expectations with Engage. Sign up for a demo today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Jim Johnson, your host here with Contract Radio. I'm sitting with Tommy Richardson, our marketing coach, uh, champion for our clients to help them generate more leads, and our sales coach, our sales champion, Chuck Toki, the infamous or famous, I don't know which one. <laughs> um, and so you were leading somewhere whenever we, we took yeah. off. Like You said, hey, let's get back to sales and talk about that. Well, we, we have to hold the sales reps accountable, but you can't hold a sales rep accountable if you're just throwing just raw leads at them. You know, here's here they called and, and all we have is a name, address, phone number, and they have a roof. But once you start to qualify that lead, you start to take away the excuses. You know, they, it's not that they're not going to make them. Trust me, they're sales reps. But when I can hold them accountable and they're saying, hey, uh, I, I'm going to all these one legs. I can never, I'm going to, and it's it's always the exception, right? Uh, uh, I, everybody I go to is a renter. Just the last one was a renter. But we're starting to take that away because now we're, we're going to qualify the lead, not overly qualify the lead, but... Now we can also raise the expectation of the close rate. So if you start out and say, hey, we're at uh, 35% close rate, that's where you need to be. And now we're going to start to uh, qualify these leads. I'm not going to give him an attaboy for closing 35%. Now he needs to close 45% because I'm sending him, I'm teeing that lead up or that appointment up for them. And it should be that way. So my instincts were correct. that You were headed the right, that way. Um and that lead costs you more. Yes. Because you've qualified it more. Mm-hmm. There's more time they're spending. They're not leaving as much. You, it's costing more to get that thing in front of people. And and we as owners need to look at that spend that we have on Facebook, like setting money on fire. Right. And so am I setting it on fire or am I using it to fund and be able to invest in my business and give back and do all the things that we'd like to do with our, uh, with our people? Hold on one second. I know he's got something to throw in there. Don't forget it. Oh. Write it down if you have to. I got you. Um, but there's a there's a responsibility on the owner and the sales leader that they're getting marketing, they're getting these leads and stuff coming in. There is an expectation that we should have the proper approach to optimize the effectiveness mm-hmm. because we have this cost per lead, but we also have cost per acquisition. That's right. And the higher we raise our closing percentage, the higher we raise our batting average, the cost per acquisition goes down. Mm-hmm. And so we start to be more profitable. And, and it's one of the things that really frustrates me. 
I, I see contractors get sucked in by these, hey, we'll get you 30 new leads in the next 30 days, or we'll get you 100 leads in 10 days, or like that kind of stuff. They get Could sucked you use in by, an extra 30 leads next month? Yeah, that was my plan. It just drives me crazy. And I'm like, no, you can't, because you don't know how to sell them. Like, you get 100 new leads, 30 new leads, whatever they That's are, right. you don't have a system to close them by. You don't train your people. You're not optimizing every opportunity. You don't know how to flip a repair to a replacement. You're not rehab. You're not doing those things that get the most out of what they're doing from marketing. And that's on you. That's a- that's on you as the sales leader. That's your fault. Your fault for not doing the training, for the power hours, the, the dog fights, and all that stuff that we talk about at Top Rep. If you're not doing those things, you cannot hold them accountable for the quality of the lead because you're not pros. And a flip side of this is we we know that you're never going to get like this whole one leg or, or having both homeowners there. <clears throat> we ask the question. We do whatever we can to make sure they get there. But then the, the sales reps surprised when they get there and it's just the wife or just the husband and the sales leader does nothing to, to help them. We need to know what happens. What does the sales rep, how do we train the sales rep to uh, to turn that lead into a quality lead, even though when they got there, it wasn't. They We got lied to, buyers are liars, we know this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when they said, oh yeah, my wife will be here, maybe she just left and had to run an, an errand. And so we need to know how to deal with that so that we're not gonna get a bad uh, review. Yep. And, Everybody out there, what are you doing right now to reset that appointment so that you can actually blame it on the company, not the customer? Yeah. And the one thing I was going to say when we were talking about getting leads in and not setting your money on fire on Facebook, it's also defining why you're even running the ad on Facebook to begin with. Why are you doing it? What's the purpose of it? Because there's like seven different things you can pick from on Facebook of why you're doing what you're doing. Right. You know, if it's a brand awareness thing, and you're like, hey, to me, because I had a client like this at Nubs Media when I owned that. To me, followers mean more opportunities to get leads. And that was what he wanted. That's what all he wanted on social media is I want more followers. And that's it. But that's going to have uh, everything to do with the stage that guy's in in business. It, it, exactly. But understanding that from my perspective of this is how he's defining success. It's not necessarily how many leads can I get him. It's how many followers can I get him. And once I knew that, I had to change up how I would, would typically run the ad form. I don't need anybody to fill out a form anymore. I don't need anybody to call us anymore. I, the action I need them to take is to hit the like and follow button. So he was starting to probably move into that three, five million-ish to 10 million-ish range? He was, I think he, I think he was going from two to four. Okay. Is, is what he was trying to accomplish that year. Was, so he wasn't under a million and just, hey, please, God, get me a lease. So yeah, no, yeah he, he, yeah, he wasn't begging for opportunities because he had one of the best referral programs that I've ever seen. Awesome. That's how he went from zero to four was just referrals because those leads were high-quality leads, and it didn't cost him a lot mm-hmm. because it was a referral. That's what we should be focused on when we're smaller. Yeah. Like, what are my low-cost options to get leads immediately? Yeah, and a referral program is a great way to do it. Yep. Like average on Google, you're going to spend around 150 to $200 per lead. That's just a lead. That's not like fully qualified. That's just to get somebody to perform the right. action that we wanted. Okay. The acquisitions probably double that. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. It's probably three to $400 to actually acquire that lead. Whereas if you have a very solid referral program put together and you're like, and it's like 
a hundred dollar gift card or whatever it is, you're beating the crap out of what Google's doing for you. Yeah, that w- that'd be a fun like uh, podcast to do in the future. Is like what actually gets people to take the action you want, like especially when it comes to referral programs. Yeah, like, how do I actually get a referral? And I think most of us make the mistake of going. Hey, send somebody to me, and when we do their work and they pay us, I'll give you $150 or $200 or $250 or whatever the yeah. number is. Uh, and everybody's like, okay, if I run across somebody, I'll give you somebody. And they forget it. And they completely forget mm-hmm. it. Where more people are more likely to get instant gratification. Hey, I'll give you 25 bucks for everybody you introduce me to. Name a number that you introduce me to yeah. that here in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, they go, oh. Okay, I can know them and them and them and them. I, as that, yeah, here's the gift card right here. You want to walk me over and introduce me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Boom, let's go. Because they got it right now. It's exactly. gratification. Like we said earlier, attention span of a goldfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So um, it seems like we've solved the problem. Yeah. It's never going to happen again out there in the industry. No, it's never going to happen again. <laughs> the sales leader and managers and owners are going to love and care and understand what the marketing guys are going through. Marketing guys are going to... Fully understand everything. 100% close rate on everything we send moving forward. 100% close rates. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you know, this helped people. Any last words of advice on this uh, chasm that kind of happens between sales and marketing and also the handle? Like this, like you guys are married at the, the, attached to the hip, isn't that the same? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think from the marketing perspective, it's making sure we have a clue or whatever company you're working with, you you give them a clear understanding of expectations. This is how we measure success. This is this is how we do it. Because if you ask a marketing company to run Google pay-per-click ads, what what statistic do you think you're going to get? You're going to get what the average cost per click was. Yeah. And we're going to brag, oh, it was only $8 calls per click. It's like, well, I didn't get shit from it. <laughs> you know, so it's like that, that doesn't mean it's anything it, to the me. The only one I care about is cost per appointment. The rest is up to me as a sales it, leader to make sure we close them. It, exactly. You know, so I tell people, don't look at that cost per click. That's the wrong CPC. It's really cost per close. Yep. That That's the number that we need to be looking at here. It's just to look at it a little different. So I think having clear expectations as the marketing company of what do you want from me and how are you measuring my success, mm-hmm. right? And then also when working together, what qualifying questions do you want before they ever get to you? And we need three of them to make sure that I'm getting you the highest qualified lead that I can. And then also working with you on not going in the black hole. Right. So what, what are our processes look like once we've qualified them? If it's a lead form fill out and it's going to an email address, who's addressing that? Or is there an automation set up to where things are, things are flying off? Because if they're filling out a form for you, they're filling out a form for somebody else. And it's really a race to whoever can get to them the quickest. Speed right? delete. Speed delete. It exactly. is speed delete. So I, I think from a marketing perspective, that's what we need to do to make your life easier is is understanding what it is that you want. How can you make his life easier? <laughs> Sell the leads. No, but uh, <laughs> Stop calling us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so the... I want to spend... So when we look at the, the process itself, uh, we got to know the numbers. Like you were talking about cost per acquisition. For me, cost per acquisition, that's on the sales team. But co- what we call CPLI, cost per lead issue or cost per appointment, mm-hmm. that is where the marketing guy stops. It is to me, too. That's what I want to know is what is my CPLI or my cost per lead issued um, so that uh, that because w- when it comes in, it goes through our, our phone room. It gets qualified. And there, that's where we, we truly understand 
where our uh, our, our price of the the marketing itself. Mm-hmm. Market marketing doesn't have the fault in cost per acquisition. Right. They're they're really like, hey, I got you the appointment, which I what I said I would do. Now we there's all this. Is it a quality appointment, right? right? But really, the acquisition aspect of it, that's your job. Yeah. And it, you better be good at it. And, and if we've qualified them the right way before they ever get there with the three questions that we want to ask, then that puts more of the responsibility on you to go do it because we did literally exactly. I say, I keep saying we, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And then when you're qualifying, we got to know what our non-negotiables are. And your non-negotiable for me is not is all involved. It's not all involved. I, that's what we hope for. However, I am non-negotiable on the time, and I'm non-negotiable on can we actually do the job, you know, those types of things. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. And but as a company, we have to know what is that qualified lead, what makes it, and what are we doing to get it? What are we doing before the sales rep gets it to make sure that it's qualified? Um, and so there, same thing with the um, uh, what is our conversion rate? Mm-hmm. What is the conversion rate? I have yet. To ask a uh, a company, what's your conversion rate? And I have to explain what that means, <laughs> you know. And they're like, "Well, I don't understand." Well, so, whether you have raw leads and you have your appointments, what is your conversion rate from raw leads to appointments? Yep. You know, we can break down each lead source because we know if it's a lead aggregator lead, it's going to be twenty percent or lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? we uh, we uh, that's one of those, uh, as head coaches. That's one of the first things that we're asking. We're trying to get this. Hey, what are the current standards so we can measure those against what our coaching is going to be? And uh, we, it's actually in our mission building. We say, okay, of the appoint of the leads that you get, what percentage of them become appointments? Right. And so, because they don't always know what conversion means. So, they're like, hey, you get this many, a hundred of them, how many actually become appointments? And the marker for me is like eighty percent or better. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Is that eighty percent or better tells me my marketing team is doing the right job to get me right. in front of. And run the appointment. Now, from the appointment forward, hey, sales team, and that's the next question. What do you expect as a closing percentage of these appointments that you get? And I've, man, I've gotten that all over the board. Everything from 20% to 50% is usually like where it's at. I'm like, 20%? You guys need to come to Top Rep tomorrow. Like, right. what do we got to do? Because that is unacceptable. Right. Everybody on my team that was closing at five, 20% is fired. Like, seriously, you, you have to be able to close at 33% or better. Right. Now, let's look at the data that's coming in. So many companies, they all they want to do is, is look at the surface level of it. When the lead comes in, did we book it and did we sell it? Well, we have this CRM full of data that we have not been able to convert yet. That's why we need phone rooms. Phone rooms aren't there to answer the phone all the time. Phone rooms are to mine through the data and to continue bringing those out. You know, a lot of the the um, a lot of the appointments that some of these larger companies are running, that lead came in six months ago, and then all of a sudden we finally got a hold of that person, and now we were able to book that appointment. We but, get busy. 
I yeah. Mean, and if you're not speed to lead and you wait any more than five, I've done three other things in five minutes. Yeah. I've already went and checked this over there. I called somebody else. I went and did that. I checked my email. Like, I, we're all kind of like that yeah. at this point. And as soon as I get off of it, it's out of mind. Yeah. I've got everything else has become a priority. And then it rolls back around. Somebody finally got me on the phone. Somebody finally grabbed my attention in my email. With the, yeah. That's this whole constant nurturing, constant rehashing, automating as much of that as you possibly can just to keep the awareness there. So yeah. that when you do make the phone call and that connection happens, they go, oh, yeah, I know you guys. We've had some phone room people that say there are numbers that they've memorized because they've called it so many times, <laughs> you know, and a year later they finally get the person and the person thanks them for being so consistent or persistent. And uh, they're like, we're finally ready. Yeah. There's a difference between persistence and obnoxious. Yeah. Um, like if you're calling me every day, three times a day, yeah, you're obnoxious. Get the hell off my phone. And I hate you. Yeah. But if you're calling, you know, like it starts out like the first three days, I'm going to call every day, kind of expected. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to like every other day for a little while. Then it goes to like once a week. Then it goes to like once a month. And I get this call once a month. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. You're not really taking up a whole bunch of my time. Dude, you call me every day, we're going to have problems. <laughs> You're going to get spammed. You're going to get everything else I can do possibly. And if it's really a bother, I might walk into your offices. Yeah. Take me off your list. You ever have anybody do that? Like walk in the office and say, we've not had anybody stop. do that. We've had some people pick up and, and get pretty mouthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, well, at least they told you no finally. Hey, that's the answer. I need you off of my radar. You're wasting my time by still being on my radar. And we almost have a responsibility to push it to that point because maybe they don't need our service anymore. Maybe they already got somebody, whatever it was, we need to get them out yeah. of the time because that's that cost per conversion yeah. thing going again, mm -hmm. taking me more time, wasted on things I shouldn't be wasting my time on. We say that even a no is a win mm -hmm. because at mm -hmm. least we got an answer. Uh, you know, even when we're closing, we say, hey, you know, I, I can take a no as gracefully as I can take a yes. Yeah, you consumers out there, if you're yeah. watching this show to get like the inside scoop behind contractors, please tell us no. Just <laughs> seriously, like that's cool. Just any good. answers, fine. Maybes will jump up our desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes or oh, no? I hate those lukewarm maybes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are frustrating. All right. So um, I don't want to take up much more of y'all's time. We got a plane to catch. And yeah. kind of, any final like words of wisdom from sales? Like, hey, do this. Hold, you know, you you got. We all have to hold each other accountable to the the quality of the lead, to the quality of the sale. Um, but be respectful. Yeah, you know that everybody's doing the best they can, and as long as we're all working together, we're all respectful. I respect Tommy. You oh, know, yeah. especially when he's helping me out with TikTok. <laughs> um, you know, I but. You know, we, we'll go back and forth, and, and my answers back to you are always respectful. Yeah. Uh, same thing if, if I say something to you and you don't exactly agree, like, hey, you know what, I don't exactly agree with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we still have to work together. We still have to live together, as we say. Absolutely. And it's just a, it, it comes down to understanding the other person's perspective. Behind, we're, all, look, we're all trying to do the same thing here. Everybody's out for the same goal. I want you to make money. I, I do. Because if you make money, you're going to keep paying me and I make money. That's right. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple concept. So we're, we're both in this to, to try to accomplish the same goal. And it's just having respectful conversations mm -hmm. back and forth, you know. And just, I don't know. Just have those conversations. Right. Just talk. Communicate clearly of what you want. And 
for me, my words of wisdom in marketing is just be consistent. Never abandon a certain lead source ever. Never abandon it, but you can always reallocate if it's not performing the way that you need it to. Yeah, you still keep something there. But yeah, like, always like playing keep the something. stock market. I'm like, I'm not going to take all my stock out. Of like, crypto is crap right now. I'm going to take my, all my money. In. Well, the second you do that, what happens? <laughs> Off it goes. Yeah. And so I got to keep it in there and go because now it keeps it in my in my uh, right. in my um, universe. Mm-hmm. And because it's in my universe, I start seeing it. Take, oh, hey, let's put everything. Oh, that's now working. And I've seen this back and forth between Facebook and Google and, yep. and the various ways for us to get leads. There's this ebb and flow that happens and mm-hmm. whatever everybody else is doing, I'm doing the opposite. Of that. Like you're all over there. I'm over here. Well, it's cheaper one because yeah. nobody else is there, but also for the marketing companies that are working with contract, I'm going to speak directly to them just for a second. Don't communicate in marketing terms. Stop <laughs> doing that. Yeah. So just Stop. Because and and I don't mean this disrespectfully to contractors, but they don't speak the same language we do. Bring the cookies to the bottom shelf for us, man. Yeah, like make it make it clear. This is what's happening. This is why we're doing it, and this is what we expect. And just talk in layman's terms. Like I've seen too many marketing companies try to talk over the contractor's head to make it seem like it's something that they can never grasp, just to get them to stop asking questions. Well, for somebody like you two. You're, you're going to keep asking questions. It's going to happen because you want a clear idea of what's going on. Don't, don't, don't try to sound more intelligent than your, than your customer. No. Because eventually they're going to get so pissed off with you that you're going to get fired. And that's just the reality of how that's going to work. So communicate clearly and on a, just in layman's terms. And communicate weekly. Can we just, for God's sakes, can we just please communicate weekly yeah, with contractors? Week least, right? Just once a week, touch base. It's not that hard. It's really, really not. Like, automate an email that goes out. Yeah. Just with statistics of what happened for the past week. It's not, it's not that hard. Well, yeah, it is if you're not delivering. I know, that, That's but, usually why that communication doesn't happen. And, right? and, I, and I agree, but it, it's not difficult to do that. And if you have a marketing company that's not, don't go fire them. God, just don't start firing people. But just ask, hey, can I just get weekly updates on how my ads are performing? Yeah, I want to report each yeah. and every week. I'm spending money with you. I want to know what it is. I give you a report every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's not comfortable. No. It's not. Because I'm coming to you and I'm like, but because hey. we're getting that report, we know where the problem is and we're able to address it. If I'm not getting that report, I just assume everything's going pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Especially if my numbers are where they need to be. I'm going, hey, we're hitting our numbers. Like, still can be much more effective. Like, for instance, I gave you a report this past week, right? I'm like, hey, man, this is how many clicks we're getting to the funnel page. And you're like, well, why aren't we getting any conversions? This would and be- then and then we were able to have a conversation. We're like, oh, it's the ad is performing the way that we want it to. Mm-hmm. It's where it's the second step that we're having an issue. So what do we need to do he's on step to, two? He's about to steal my thunder. I'll let you keep going. I was gonna I was gonna leave with my piece of advice. There you go. All right. So number one piece of advice: if you're gonna do marketing, and you have a third party or even somebody in house that does it. I'm working with a marketing company of any kind outside of my company. I need a marketing champion mm. inside of my company. Who owns the responsibility of making sure that what who we're using and how we're using them and what they're performing and doing 
the result we get from them. Who's responsible? Most of the time we think it's us as the owner, right? The owner is responsible, and maybe you are. If you're not checking in, you're not uh, checking their work, you're not doing these things, you're not really the champion. You're the, you're the guy in prayer. You're, you're over there going, please, God, I hope you understand everything that I want you to do. Go generate me a bunch of leads. But a marketing champion is over there going, hey, what about this? What about that? Hey, this is the result we want. These are the ways we think that that can happen. This is what we see from others that we want it to be similar to. This is our end result that we're aiming for. Like they're, and they're constantly in that report. Hey, man, we're only getting this much conversion rate. What can we do to change that conversion rate? You as the owner, in a lot of cases, don't have time for all that. No. But you got to find that person in your business that that just trips their trigger for whatever reason. I'd rather stick a hot poker in my eye. But there's somebody in your business more than likely that goes, hey, that's kind of interesting. I want to learn about that. Maybe they're on their, you know, they're on their own social media all the time. Like, hey, dude, you want to like spearhead our marketing efforts? That's how you got started in it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean that and I lied. But yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, but it, somebody saw something and you went, hey, this guy creates some pretty cool graphics. He likes being on social media. Oh, hey, you want to kind of start doing this thing with me? You know how to do it? Yeah. Went, yeah. And you did. I, I had no clue what I was doing. But I had a baby on the way and I needed to make some money. So I said yes. Right. <laughs> some, hey, sometimes we get lucky like that. Yeah. And I appreciate that honesty. So that's piece of advice number one. Marketing champion. Somebody that's in charge and holds the responsibility through accountability that we're going to get a certain thing done. Thing number two, check your work. Right? You say, hey, this is a result I want. I want you to create this campaign. I need it to be in Facebook ads and Google. And these are kind of the numbers we're shooting for. And you give them all this stuff, right? And then they come back to you and say, do, we're getting traffic like crazy. There's people going to that page like crazy. I'm like, where's the leads? Oh, I don't know. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hold on. When we had that conversation, I didn't just come to you with a problem. I'd be like, well, hell, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I at least came to you and was like, they're getting to the landing page. We know they're not converting. This is what we're thinking we need to do to solve the problem. What I do you think? Give me the link. Give me the link. <laughs> yes. Let me walk it through. And I started walking through and I'm like, wait a minute. There's not even a word on the sales page. It's a video of Chuck going, <laughs> and, a, and a four. I'm like, okay, we got to give us some. Stuff. What do you mean that didn't convert? I'm not saying that's not. The, I'm not saying it's the greatest work I've ever well, done. Actually, it's probably part of. <laughs> He's giving me a touch point, but um, but you got to check your work. It's absolutely, yeah. and and I say that to the marketing uh, company. I say that to the marketing champion. Check your work before the owner can check your work, mm-hmm. because when the owner checks your work, they're going. Okay, this ain't working. I spent a bunch of money on it. Okay, send me the link. Let me follow it. Yeah. What's going on? Because what we do, and, and sales leaders do, they put themselves in the shoes of the person that just did whatever click it was that you wanted. They clicked mm-hmm. it. They went and go, okay, I am a um, sales leader looking to send my people to top rep. Uh, what does that page look like? That's another video I got to watch. Nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And we just put ourselves in the shoes. And not that anything was bad. I'm trying, not trying to Yeah, no, no, right. no, I understand. Because that wasn't you. That was multiple people. Yeah, well. it was a team yeah, working together. A team, yeah, a team working together. Like, hey, wait a minute. Where's the words? So steps and stuff like that. But without doing that checking of work and without putting yourselves in the shoes of who your buyer is and understanding who your buyer is, you're going to struggle at getting those quality, qualified leads to actually take that step that's important. The number one step in all marketing 
hello, I exist, I'm interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because once that happens, they raise their hand by either hey, filling out a form, because there's engagement where they get to your page and I can drop a pixel on you. Yes. And I can retarget you, but yes. that, that's not a hand raise. That was a, that was like a glance. That was a, right. Uh, yeah, I glanced, <laughs> I glanced over there and I glanced back like, oh, no, I got busy. Kid came up, whatever. Yeah. But you're like, oh, we're marketing guys. Oh, I got you now. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I got, got you now. now. I got you're you. You're going to see me on everything. You're going to see me on Instagram. You're going to see me on YouTube. Like, yeah. I oh. dare you to go to our website. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. Contractorcoachpro.com. Right? <laughs> go there. We got you. Uh, no, we got you in more ways than one. Like, hey, we want to stay in front of you. We want to be top of mind with you. Because when it's time to get some help, we want to help you. But that that's like this key aspect to it from an owner's perspective is I need a champion, somebody that owns it, somebody I can go to and hold accountable for it. Mm-hmm. I need to check the work and I need to understand the shoes I'm putting myself into when I check that work. Yeah, Who, Who's my target? If I can understand that, I can effectively communicate to you yes. where these things are happening. Yep. Um, it takes some training, takes a little bit of knowledge, but hey, it's a skill. It's not any kind of natural talent or anything. Anybody can learn it. Yeah. If you can learn, if anybody can learn it, so can you, and you can do it faster and better. Right here, Contractor Coach Pro. Selfless yeah. plug. The last thing I'll say on this, because when we had that conversation, I had to revert back to training that I have had for years of being the owner of a digital marketing company. When you were looking at what we were doing, we were on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. You were perfectly quiet and you were stone faced. And it wasn't because you were mad. I was thinking. Yeah, you were thinking. My brain's running a thousand and, miles an hour. And as as a marketing person, don't don't start promising that you can do things because the owner is just quiet. They're processing everything that they're looking at, and then when they make those suggestions, don't take it offensively. Yeah. The way that I've always looked at it, like if you would have made a suggestion that, in my opinion, would have harmed something, I have one opportunity to tell you. Hey Jim, we don't want to do that because of X, Y, and, and Z. We've had those and we've had those conversations. But if you still tell me after knowing that information, like, nope, we're still going to do it. Hey, you're you're paying for it. We're going to do it that way. But I have but these to. These are at the least, results you can expect if we do it. Exactly. That way. But I have to I like be that. willing to give an account of why we did what we did. And if I can't do that, now I'm not doing that just so when we come back and we did it your way, I can be like, well, I told you it wasn't going to work. That's not why I'm doing that. I'm just letting you know that there's. Maybe there's a reason behind why we did it that maybe you just didn't know because you're not a marketer. Right. And there's no disrespect. I'm just trying to tell you why we do what we did. That's really just a conversation. Yeah. And it can be taken as challenge and and get offended personally because, hey, I did this work and he's not happy with me. So my work, dude, are you saying my stuff? You can't look at that. Uh -uh. You got to look at it like, hey, I need to understand my client better. Yes. Number one. Number two is maybe that client knows something you don't know. Like there's some things that you guys don't know about me that like I've spent thousands of dollars on online digital marketing from one of the top three guys in the world, Frank mm-hmm. Kurt. So I have some background knowledge of like mm-hmm. what these things should look like and how to put myself in those positions and what content should look like. I can't execute it. I don't know how to do all the pieces and make all the things work. But whenever I look at it, I can walk through it just like any one of our customers would. Yeah. You know? And that's why I'm silent. I'm like, I'm walking through. What's happening? Hey, why didn't I get an email right away? Takes a minute. Okay, cool. I don't like that. Speed to lead, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to take a minute. I want to pound. I want it right now. I want this thing because I know, like, I've bought stuff that's the smaller stuff and things like that online. 
if I didn't get that golf video right away, mm-hmm. it showed up in my promotions or updates um, folder. Right. And if it wasn't right away, I'm off target now. I got this stuff from Clay Ballard right now and everything to fix my golf swing, which needs some help. <laughs> and uh, I haven't watched a single video. Yeah. Because I'm over here now. But if I would have got it right away, I had to wait about five minutes and I got distracted. I had the time that day to invest in doing that thing and see if it was actually worthy of me. And now he's not getting any money from me. I didn't buy anything. I didn't do anything because yep. I didn't get it right now. That's yep. that's some of that stuff like Frank Kern School is like, dude, immediate. It has to be immediacy, like as fast as possible. Hey, Done. thanks a lot, everybody, for hanging out with us. I hope you're uh, driving down the road. We didn't like stop you from doing something productive. Uh, I believe that what we talked about today will help you be more productive when it comes to sales and marketing. Chuck, thanks for being here today, man. Really appreciate it. Tommy, great job, brother. brother. Awesome. Um, That's our episode of Contract Radio. If you need help with your business, your business feels like it's out of control or chaotic, we can help you get control of it through understanding how to lead your company, how to develop a culture and a process controls those type of things so that you can now work on your business instead of in it, which will allow you then to grow your business. You can actually go and hire people, put them into that process and grow your business and scale your business, which if everything works out the way we plan and we work on whenever we're coaching, it allows you to achieve that personal and financial freedom that you were dreaming about when you started your business. If you're looking for something like that, go to contractorcoachpro.com, check out our services, got all kinds, small contractors boost, Large Contractors 101, uh, you need to sell something, go to topreptraining.com. we got an event coming up February 27th and 28th. Should we tell them? Should we tell them about free coaching? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. The last thing, hopefully you're still here. Um, <laughs> these two bright idea boys came up with this idea of, like, coaching people for free. I went... That seems terrible. That's a, that's, a that's a great business plan. That's a great business plan. We're going to make tons of money on this. No, no. So they, they have to qualify for <laughs> yeah. that, and then they have to agree to some things. So, Chuck, yeah. to tell us what what story is. Or, Tommy, whichever. Which yeah, Chuck, this was actually your idea, so I'm going to yeah. let you go for it, right. buddy. So we're looking for people that uh, may be a little bit smaller, uh, and they want that help, in, whether it's in their sales team or in their marketing, and are willing to uh, allow us to put them on Facebook, so that everybody can actually see what coaching looks like. Uh, they don't have to disclose their company. We want to make sure that we give them as much uh, animosity. What, what is it? Uh, anonymity. Anonymity. That's it. Anonymity. We, we try to do everything we can uh, so that, um, you know, it, it's we're not throwing dirt on their company. But what they all what they get is that free advice, um, whether it's for sales or marketing that we can give them to, to level up. So the, it's the, these, these bright idea guys come to me with this idea. And that was, that was the extent of it. Like, Hey, we're going to do some free coaching and do some sales and marketing stuff. And uh, we want to do it on Facebook live and have the client on record it, give them those two or three really big things that would help them move their business forward. I'm like, I love this idea. Um, Let's think this through a little bit more. Like, how many of these are there? When are we doing them? Do we just keep it to sales and marketing, or do we leverage all of our coaching and say, hey, you know, let's do finance today. Like, yeah. You guys have your finance questions. Ginny's amazing. You got HR. Let's use Roz. And then what's this thing called, anyway? 
we ever come up with a name? No, I mean, it's, so Chuck and I go live every week anyways. and Is it going to be called the Free Coaching Show? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have no I idea. We came up with some names like Freedom Contractor. Yeah, Contractor I'd have Freedom to. Freedom Show. I, I Contractor think, Freedom Contractor Show. Contractor Freedom Show. That's it. With, there you right? go. It's That was six weeks ago. This, like is why, this is why I need to be involved in these processes <laughs> because they keep reverting back to the, hey, we're going to do the Sales Marketing Free Coaching Show. Um, this is why you need a good leader in your company, though. <laughs> somebody with the memory of an elephant. <laughs> So that's the deal. Contractor Freedom Show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do it every other week live on Facebook as long as we have a contractor that's willing to uh, yeah. to go live. You want some coaching? You want some real coaching? Not a sales pitch because that's not what we're going to do. No. You're going to be required to do something. You're going to be required to fill out an assessment first so we're mm-hmm. not wasting a bunch of time right. about finding out about your company. Yep. From that assessment, it's going to allow us to pinpoint where those issues are. We're going to confirm that with you. And then we're going to coach you. We're going to coach you on exactly what you need to do. I just got off of one of those calls on a guy that I met. Remember yesterday I was talking on uh, one of our other videos about mm-hmm. um, the, the guy that was wanting to go from zero, no, from 500000 to $5 million? Yep. I just talked with him. He doesn't really. And I knew he didn't. He's like, I just wanted to see what responses I would get. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, yes, yes, I can help you. I can, yeah, you get with me. Get on a call with me and we'll get there. No problem. It'll be easy and all this other stuff. He's like, there's a reason I got on with you. You told me it was going to be hard and probably not realistic, and I needed to understand the pain I'd have to go through to get there. That means you've actually done it. Mm. He's like, two million would be cool. I'm like, all right, then we're on the same thing. Now, we could get there. Mm-hmm. You know, We can get there. But this is what we want to do is we want to help you get a better understanding of what it is that you're chasing, why you're chasing it. Is it really the five million, or is it what you believe the profit is going to be off of five million? Could I do four million and still make that same profit because I did some other adjustments? That nuance to what our coaching is is uh, a bit unique. I don't think a lot of people, most people are like, hey, now let's just do my system and you're going to be great. No, that's not really the way it works. So uh, Contractor Freedom Show, you're watching this podcast, you want to be on the show. Mm -hmm. We're going to put in the show notes and links associated with a link to our assessment. If you can't find that, Go to our website, contractorcoachpro.com, find the free assessment on there, click that, fill out the assessment. We'll know that you did because you heard about it here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll all hop on a call with you live. And then it's a scary thing. And then one more thing. We got Aces coming back. Oh. Aces back. Aces is coming back. These guys are trying to take full use of all the things that need to get covered while we're yeah, here. We're here. So. Why not? No, no, just real quick. We, top rep aces is something that you guys did that, that was started a while ago. And oh, yeah. um, we haven't done it in a while. And now we're bringing it back and we're putting a marketing portion to go along with it. And it's basically 12 weeks of group coaching where we're going to cover everything from start to finish of sales and marketing. And our goal at the end of it is that you have a full implementable marketing strategy and the tools in sales to be able to go close those leads that you're bringing in through your marketing strategy. For for sales and marketing leaders. Yes. And it's for sales and marketing leaders. And uh, that's the 30 second, like quick little elevator pitch to give you an idea. We got another video coming out about it that goes into much more detail as to what exactly it is. So we don't have to get all up into that right now. All right. So now they got all kinds of stuff I'm like, hey, how should I treat and communicate between sales and marketing? Hey, uh, I would want to pay attention to this contractor freedom show. Like that's that right. thing's coming. Maybe yeah. I should be on it, and you should. If you have any doubts about the decisions you're making and that kind of stuff, dude, reach out. You're like, a, just so you know, you're like, 
thousands, maybe millions of other people owning their entrepreneurial business all sitting there going, God, man, I don't know. And you're going, I'm not going to get the answers because it's going to be live. Think about how many people you're going to help mm-hmm. by being live. I wonder how many just like you. contractors out there are one question away <laughs> from adding $2 million to their, their right. bottom line. Lots. I th- we were one concept away with them. There are all everything contractor. Yeah. General contractor. I do remodeling. I do roofing. I do windows. I do floors. I do concrete. I do like every. I build a house if you want me to. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's talk about that technique. <laughs> and we, we talked about it. And he went, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I want to talk more. And so um, that right there could be the difference from him going from 500000 to that $2 million. Just like our sales guys, one technique away, you business owners, you're one piece of information away right. from adding another two to $10 million to your overall revenue. And if we all do it right, 15 to 20% to your profit margins. That's what we got for today. Thanks for being here on Contractor Radio. Thanks for being a part of our community and ecosystem. Uh, just a quick reminder, Contractor Collective exists. Go to your phone, look it up in the Play Store, download it. You want professional help, uh, and it's free. Like, hop on. Ask us questions. We ask questions. Love to engage with you guys there. It is a purpose-driven community to help contractors be pros. That's what we got today, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it, Jim. Peace out. We're done. See ya. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.